Okay, so uh, welcome everybody. We are here for the brand new series that I'm doing of um, our angelic transmissions. These are global angelic transmissions from Archangel Michael. And my name is Reverend Anna Jones. And um, I usually, while people are still logging into the call, uh, give us a little uh, intro as to uh, who I am, what we're um, going to be uh, doing here tonight, and um, the work that I do uh, with the Archangel Michael. So um, for those of you who are new and unfamiliar with my work, I also like to give a little bit of an intro into myself. Um, let me first begin, though, by apologizing for the um, mix-ups that happened with the call-in information and email was just sent out. So I'm thinking maybe a few people might be late logging in. Um, I didn't, uh, I, I don't actually no, but this whole thing was planned very spontaneously and during a time period when five planets were in retrograde. If you know anything about that, retrograde planets, uh, it, it, it's uh, usually a time when mistakes can happen, errors can occur, and uh, we got it all squared away now and we'll definitely not have as many <laughs> mistakes and errors um, uh, in the, the, the coming months uh, as these transmissions are going to be um, held for the first time I'm offering them monthly um, and usually I offer them on the solstices and the equinoxes so some of you may have already participated in some of those if you have then welcome back thank you so much for for returning for um, future connections uh, and and these new connections with Archangel Michael we're going to be making and um, the last time, actually, that I did one of these global angelic transmissions was on the recent summer solstice. So uh, that was just about three weeks ago. And there was a very powerful message that we received um, from Archangel Michael during that transmission um, in which uh, he was uh, talking about many important subjects pertaining to this time period that we're in. And um, that was actually uh, around the time that he asked me, he was starting to ask me to uh, to do this series and uh, to uh, put this together uh, as quickly as I have and uh, to be able to offer these on the 20th of every month. Um, so I'm going to explain a little bit about some understanding that I have as to why he's asking them to be on the 20th of the month, but I also don't have full understanding as to all of the reasons why he wants to do them. Uh, on, on these dates. Um, I know that each one will fall uh, within the time period of the upcoming equinox and then the winter solstice. So over the next six months. Um, and those of you who registered for this transmission, you are registered for the whole series. You can always unsubscribe at any time. The whole series is free. Um, all of the uh, recordings actually in this particular series, he's also requested that all of those recordings be podcasted, downloadable podcasts, and that those recordings also also be free. Um, so this, the, there's some changes for those of you who have been following my work for a long time as to how this is being offered, the frequency it's being offered, and also uh, this, this, this format with the recordings all being podcasted and uh, circulated widely for the podcast. So uh, what all that tells me is that Archangel Michael has some important things that he wants to talk about. Um, and so uh, where, where do we go from here? What are we going to be doing tonight? Um, how did I get started in even doing all of this? Uh, these are important questions, especially for those of you who are new. 
Um, I am a, a lifelong clairvoyant, um, a lifelong medium. And for as long as I can remember, I can uh, remember receiving um, personal, intuitive uh, guidance and feeling a deep spiritual connection and bond uh, to the angelic beings and to the angelic realm. Um, ever since my early childhood, I was raised by my great grandmother, um, who was a very devout uh, Roman Catholic mystic. Uh, she was very uh, mystically inclined herself and uh, deeply uh, spiritual um, and also very much uh, open to um, uh, communicating and communing on a very deep level with the divine and with the divine beings. Um, she taught me, my great-grandmother taught me at a very young age to uh, believe in myself and that the things that I was seeing and hearing and feeling uh, were all things that were gifts from God. Um, as I would see colors, as I would see um, spirit activity, uh, etc. even as a young child. And she taught me that um, we can talk to God and that God can talk to us. We can talk to the angels and the angels can talk to us. That it's not just a one-way conversation, that it actually uh, is a two-way conversation. And um, she uh, was one of the uh, greatest influences in helping me stay open to my gifts, not squelching them, not hiding from them, um, uh, not denying them or suppressing them in any way, shape, or form. Uh, within me and within my relationship with the divine, uh, but just the protective thing that she put uh, on it was that uh, just don't tell anybody. <laughs> uh, that was the uh, the way that she uh, tried to protect me was um, just by by not letting others know some of the mystical experiences that I was having um, as a child and as a uh, as an early teenager. She died um, when I was uh, 14, shortly after I got involved with a charismatic um, Catholic youth group that was the rest of the um, spiritual awakening work. In fact, I, I could really consider as far as really a, a major spiritual awakening that there was one that I had in my early childhood and another one that I had uh, in my um, teenage years uh, when I got involved in a charismatic Catholic youth group. And uh, in that youth group, uh, it was when I was having those full-on charismatic experiences that um, I started receiving for the first time, not just you know little messages or guidance or things to for myself personally, but for other people, other people that the laying on of hands healing was being done for because it was a full on experience of laying on of hands, healing, prophesying, speaking in tongues. And um, this is also when I began to see what I now call energy. Um, and then at the time, I just had the language of spirit and just you know use the reference of spirit or, or spirit's light, the light of spirit uh, to define. But now I call it energy and I began to see energy located at chakras and auras. And the energies of uh, angels and the presence of angels became to be much more visible uh, to 
to me through those experiences and the auditory experiences became much more visible. And it was during those uh, healing sessions um, between you know the uh, ages of 14 to 17 to 18, that time period of my life, um, that I began getting short uh, little auditory messages for other people. It was more like what I call clairaudience um, right now, where I have a clairaudient experience and I get told to tell someone something or share someone something and um, and and it may not always even make sense to me uh, when it first started uh, it was just short like a little phrase or a sentence um, just tell this person this or tell this person that uh, and, and just a sentence or two maximum uh, even though again it might not make sense to me it might not even make sense to the person that I was sharing it with in those healing sessions, but later on, it may made it may have made sense, or later on, it was just something that seemed to be uh, deeply appreciated. So as the years went by, um, these mystical experiences that I was having, um, I uh, I went into a whole different phase um, at 18 and wanted to learn as much as I could. I knew that there had to be other uh, religions, other people in other parts of the world and, and, and other understandings of a lot of the things that I was experiencing and being awakened to and being called to and I felt a very strong calling to just dive deeply into the mystery teachings of the world religions um, especially the mysticism and mystical aspects of the world religions so um, even though I um, am a, an intuitive, I'm a clairvoyant, and I'm a clairvoyant medium. I really think of myself as a, as a modern mystic and the, the path of modern mysticism uh, very much being a, a, an important part of my path, the path of holism uh, being an important part of my path. And I started studying um, very in-depth, uh, both with teachers as well as with classes, workshops, books, etc. Uh, at the age of 18 on, and that study still continues to this day at the age of 53. Um, energy healing, uh, intuitive development, developing my intuitive abilities, developing my abilities with energy and with energy healing and spiritual healing. And then also with the guidance that I was receiving from the communications that I was receiving from the angels, how to um, bring through their messages more and more. And the more I would do it, the more it would help people, the more it would make sense to people, um, the more I would surrender uh, to allowing myself to be the instrument for which those messages were delivered, the more happy, whole, fulfilled uh, my life was becoming. And so it became just this um, lifelong mission that I have been on and ministry work that that it became subsequently called to do. As I delved deeply into the teachings of the world religions, I felt very called to become a minister, but I couldn't pick just one of the religions because I saw so much the universality that is there between them, and so I became an interfaith minister. I started my professional practice in 1990 and became an interfaith minister in 1993. 
And as an interfaith minister, I work with people all over the world. And um, in the practice that I do, uh, the ministry work that I do, there's the healing ministry. And um, there is my ministry that helps just anybody and everybody. Um, any The work that I do with retreats and certain workshops and journeys and meditations, it's about deepening our relationship, our personal relationship with the divine, regardless of what path or orientation you have, whether there, whether you have a religion or, or you're non-denominational, um, being able to work with people of, of all paths and all faiths, including no faiths. And um, then there's a third and important part of my ministry, which um, I believe is the largest part of my ministry based on uh, the, the, the size of following and that I have of people who are interested in that, and that is the angelic uh, ministry. I call it uh, my angelic ministry. And so <clears throat> that angelic ministry is what you're going to get a chance of experiencing today even though there's a lot of other things that I do as an energy healer, as a spiritual teacher, um, as a pilgrimage leader, um, you know, vote, you name it. I, I, I've, I've done so many things uh, with, with, with practicing all of this uh, professionally since 1990 and doing it in, in so many other ways with, with people even before that professional practice began. So the angelic ministry also um, has deepened and developed over the years with the guidance of these mystical messages that I've received in meditative states. And um, the guidance has been to to guide me through deep meditative practices and um, years and years of cleansing and purification, uh, meditation practice, uh, spiritual practices, techniques to open the ability to um, bring the information, the, the guidance, the messages of the energy of the angels through to the level of which I'm doing now, um, which uh, is a full-on, um, not just uh, angelic transmission of words that are being channeled through, but also um, of energy and light activation that gets channeled through, and um, being able to just really open that channel with the help and the guidance of the angels at every step of the way in doing that. And of course, one of the most important angels in my life, um, and the one of the most important angels that I've had, uh, the, the uh, incredible blessing of receiving uh, help and guidance from is the Archangel Michael, who I had that connection with even as a child, always felt connected to, but that connection became very, very conscious uh, in the early 1990s um, and the late 80s, I would say. So I, I, I was more conscious of it in the, in the late 80s, and then it became very, very conscious and consciously aware of it in the early 90s and Archangel Michael began in the uh, 90s to tell me um, that I would be doing this work, that my ministry would be on this scale, even though I didn't have any idea how to make that possible at this time, um, and just just have learned to surrender really a lot of uh, the, the preparation for this ministry and doing this ministry work has been a lot, a lot of surrendering. And um, so surrendering to uh, being able to be the instrument, and that is my intention for tonight, and that is my role to play for tonight. Um, my role to play is to be the instrument for the Archangel Michael to um, bring through whatever energies, whatever light, whatever activations, um, whatever uh, words, guidance, teachings, etc. Uh, can be delivered um, to us with, with, with my facilitation. But what he's also 
revealed to me is that it's not just my facilitation. It's not just coming through me. When we gather together like this, even though we're not all seeing each other, even though we're not all hearing each other, our light is uniting. Our energy is uniting. So when we gather together like this, no matter where we are in the world, he's made it very clear to me that um, the, the transmission that he's sending is not just through me, that it's actually to and through all of you as well. Um, and so there's a connection directly, uh, not just through my voice and not just through the words that are being spoken tonight, but there's a connection directly that Archangel Michael has with you and with each of you and that um, he will be uh, basically sending uh, light activation to you, light activation through you, and um, also directly to the planet because he works with all beings, he works with all people, he works with the entire planet um, and all beings on the planet. And uh, it's a very um, special, powerful role that uh, that he has. But what I've also experienced in addition to him working with everyone is I've also experienced that he has uh, a special relationship with certain people, um, certain ones that he calls. Uh, and I, feel, I often feel that the people who attend these and register for these, um, there's some kind of special connection that the people have with Archangel Michael. Um, perhaps he is one of the archangels working with you. Perhaps he's one of the, the, the spiritual soul group uh, guides and guardians working with you uh, personally, directly, and not just with everyone in the, in the bigger, broader, general way. There actually may be a more direct personal connection. Um, if so, I find that those people are the people that really get the most out of these transmissions um, and uh, they're the ones that I, I highly recommend that you continue to um, deepen and grow and, and go into deeper understanding of your relationship um, with Archangel Michael and it is my also intention for us to all grow in our relationship with Archangel Michael myself included every one of these transmissions gives me an opportunity to expand my personal connection with him and to expand that relationship so it's a very um, a sacred thing that I'm uh, always in awe of. It's a process um, that I'm always in awe of. So speaking of process, um, the angels have given me a process we're going to use tonight. I use it um, every time that I do this work until they tell me otherwise. Um, they gave this process to me many, many years ago, and they said that if I use it, it would always work. So um, I'll explain the process because we're going to do it together. Um, it is best to really be a participant um, and uh, to really be able to uh, get the most out of this, to be able to um, disquiet yourself and go through this process process with me um, and go through these steps with me uh, and to um, really uh, be able to kind of go relax and go deep uh, with this because the process is, uh, first of all, the, the process includes asking questions. And I know that there's too, way too many people. I think there were 350 registered the last time I looked and when I just sent out the, the update to the 
to the um, you know the the, the call-in information there were 350 people registered so there's way too many people to open it up for you asking questions right now but um, I do I did just recently start um, Archangel Michael study group in which um, I was uh, opening up to the members of the study group who are participating in that to send me some questions uh, the angels basically uh, they taught me when they gave me this process to approach with questions uh, to always approach with questions because questions are um, indicative to them of the quest I am on. So the question is quest I on. That's literally the word. Quest I on is what the word question is. And um, it also is uh, a way of asking for their help um, and tells them basically uh, what we're ready for, what we what we need, uh, and, 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 and is a way of asking uh, for their assistance um, and uh, gives them the direction as to where where they also want to go and what doors uh, they want to go down. So I will be asking some questions on all of our behalf based on some submissions that came in. I won't be able to ask them all. There's a lot of questions that that I have and there's a question a lot of questions that have been submitted um, so I won't be able to ask them all I, I try to hone it in so it doesn't get too spaced out um, so there's not too many questions here so I'll go over what some of those questions are once we go over the questions um, then I'll start us into the process um, so the process is Basically, it's five things done in, actually it's four things, sorry, four things done in five steps. Praising, the four things are praising, asking, thanking, and receiving. So those are the four things, praising, asking, thanking, and receiving. Um, and then, it, but it's done, those four things are done in five steps. Um, think of it as a circle or on a clock, so to speak. Um, praising, asking, thanking, receiving, but then back to praising. So returning to praising again. So praising, asking, thanking, receiving, and back to praising. So praising is the state that the angels are always in. Um, no matter what else they're doing, uh, these are multidimensional beings of love and light. This is who the angels are. This is who Archangel Michael is. Um, they, they are multidimensional beings of pure love and of pure light uh, who are here um, with a spiritual mission and being of service for humanity and for the earth and so this is this is who they are and um, th no matter what else they're busy doing they they're not limited like we are in their capabilities to multitask uh, they are multitaskers in the supreme way of multitasking way beyond they're not limited in, in any kind of human capacities like we like we are um, by the energies of this material world and the energies of our material minds and our material bodies they don't have those limitations that we have so they can be doing all the other kinds of things that they are doing on a multitasking kind of level, multifaceted level, and still be in their constant state of their that's a sort that's according to their true nature and their constant state according to their true nature is to be in a constant state of praise. But what is that constant state of praise? It's a constant state of loving communication, of loving uh, relationship. Praise is not just. Um, 
just it's not just about uh, uh, giving somebody um, you know accolades or something along that line. Uh, the way that the angels define praise is an expression of love. Um, that uh, the 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 way when they're in that constant state of praise, that constant communion through praise, um, they're in that constant uh, state of love. And the process that they've given me for the praising is for working with chanting divine names um, of which the angels names also include divine names so um, the praise chant we're going to use tonight is um, Michael's name uh, three times but it's going to be pronounced in a different pronunciation that he's given me and that pronunciation is Mikael and there's many different pronunciations as you look through the world religions and as you look through different languages in the world for example in French it's Michel uh, in I think it's um, I think it's Russian it's Mikael uh, you know, so there's different pronunciations. So the pronunciation I'm going to be using tonight, uh, that's been given to me for this, for this praising, um, is uh, Mikael, Mikael, Mikael. Um, and what's being praised is not Michael, but is the name of El, um, and basically what the name Michael means. Um, so the name Michael uh, means he who is like God, or he who is like unto God. The name El E at the end um, is the name of God in Hebrew. The ancient, ancient name of God uh, in Hebrew is El. So all of these um, names that are going to be in this praise chant, they're all um, invocations of the divine, uh, of the presence in Hebrew, and they've asked me to use this um, to invoke, but as really a, a connection to love, as a praising chant. So Mikael, 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 and then Adonai, another Hebrew name for God is the the next word Elohim Adonai Eloheinu and then Mikael 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 again at the end so I'll be guiding us through this I'll be chanting it when the time comes when I'm when I'm ready to begin um, this will be the praise chant we praise chant we use Mikael 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 Adonai Elohim Adonai Eloheinu Mikael 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 that's the praise chant and so once we've done the praise chant a few times I usually just continue doing it until I feel that loving vibration that loving connection and that presence of Michael coming in that presence of the divine coming in then I'll guide us into an invocation prayer um, and it's in that invocation prayer that will invoke the presence of the divine and, and Michael even more and we will ask specifically so we'll go into the asking and we'll ask specifically for Michael to come through we'll ask specifically for him to hear the questions that I'm going to be verbalizing here tonight and we'll ask specifically um, for him to uh, give us a, a, a verbal um, message a verbal transmission as well as the energy transmission and light activation that he wants to deliver and then the next phase I'll guide us through into the next step of the process so, so there's the praising and there's the asking then there's the thanking so then there's the thanking and I'll, gu I'll guide all of us to do uh, some gratitude prayers for, for all of the help Archangel Michael gives us uh, for blessings in our lives etc um, and then there's the receiving so I'll guide you through each one of these steps I just wanted to explain what we're going to do and how we're going to do it and why we're going to do it because the angels gave me this process um, and this is a very powerful process but it's a very simple process that 
that truly uh, works for me to make these uh, connections and these communications possible. So in the receiving, the guidance is uh, to go into a relaxed meditative state and just let yourself receive. Uh, this is the other benefit of everybody receiving the recordings uh, through the downloadable podcast is you're gonna have access to this recording you're going to be able to go back to it. You're going to be able to take notes from it. Um, it usually takes us about three to five days to get it up and out. Um, business Three to five business days because it takes time for me to get it to my assistant and my assistant Jeff to, my assistant Jeff to get it out to all of you. Um, and uh, get this particular instance, we'll be getting it up on the website as a podcast and also out onto iTunes as a podcast. So you'll have the recording to take written notes from. So try to use this, as a, especially for those of you who are live right now, really try to use this as an opportunity to just receive. But even if you're listening to this as a recording later and you're not participating live, it's best to just follow the guidance that has been given for this stage and just go into a deep meditative state, relax yourself and go into a, just a listening open meditation. Because even listening to the recording later, um, for those of you who aren't even participating live, there is an energy that gets transmitted um, through these messages, through the recordings. Michael assures me I've experienced it personally. Other people have experienced it. It's not just live while it's happening. So we really want to be in that receptive state um, to be able to receive the words deeply and to receive the energy, to receive the light, uh, everything that he's sending. The reason for being in the meditative state uh, during the during that receiving part is so that you can really just receive everything that you can. And if you can't do that tonight, then do it again some other time. Listen to the recording again. Um, you know, if, if if you're driving or something like that, and of course you you know you it's it's never good to do to go into a meditative state. You want to make sure that you're relaxing. You want to make sure that you know you you do this when you're able to uh, participate. Uh, so if you have to just listen and then do it later when you can actually receive the fuller transmission, that's fine. But you want to make sure that um, at some point you're able to just relax and receive uh, and to be uninterrupted during that time period. So then um, that's the longest part of this process. Uh, it's during that time that um, I allow myself to be used as the instrument for uh, Archangel Michael to speak through a verbal uh, message. Uh, I become the instrument for the auditory part of the transmission but again the transmission isn't just coming to me it's coming to all of us um, so there might even be some other things that you hear or that you feel or that you see that comes to you directly that's not even being said through me there's also uh, many times that people um, share with me that they experience uh, things that they feel like he's talking directly to them about something that they themselves were wondering about or that they themselves were, 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 were feeling at the time um, the questions I'm going to be asking asking are on behalf of all of us. They're not personal questions. I never take personal questions for any of these global transmissions because these are really these messages are really for all of us. But during that time that that verbal part of the transmission is coming through, um, there's usually some very profound um, wisdom that gets imparted, some very profound guidance that gets shared. There can be sometimes uh, moments of silence in it. Uh, if that happens, uh, again, we're just going to kind of let it flow with 
with it. Um, sometimes uh, there can be uh, times in which um, he's talking fast, sometimes he's talking slow. It's just different every single time. Uh, there's also many different moods. I've channeled uh, Archangel Michael in as well. Um, he can be in his very formal uh, Archangel uh, mood and he can be in a very personal mood uh, as well. So, uh, But always very, very wise and very, very loving. Um, and then the last stage, once he's finished speaking, once uh, the message is uh, com completed, um, then I'll bring us up out of the meditation slowly. I like to throw in a little bit of gratitude again at the end because I'm usually just so in awe and so grateful after these messages that I just want to um, put that in there for myself as well as for everybody. So I'll throw in a little gratitude and then I'll do praising to bring the whole process full circle. So back to praising at the end. And at the end, I'm just going to do Adonai Elohim by itself. And again, please join me in every one of these steps uh, of the way. You'll get the most out of it if you do. Um, and uh, it can be chanted out loud or silently. Um, and I'll just sit, do it a few times. I'll just do Adonai Elohim just by itself a few times at the end to bring us full circle. And then we'll be done um, with the, the transmission. And I'll share as I'm coming up out of the trance state, because what happens when I'm in the receiving state, I go into a deep meditative trance state. So I am a conscious trance uh, medium. I'm in a waking state, but it's the state right before sleep. So I'll be coming up out of the trance state. And as I'm coming up out of the trance state, after we've done on that last praise chant, um, I will share with you anything <clears throat> that I saw, heard, or felt that really stood out in the message, and I'll share with you anything that um, I uh, saw, heard, or felt that went in addition to what was being said, because there's also uh, things that happen that are um, that, that get revealed sometimes, shown to me, uh, sometimes even auditorily delivered on a second track that um, that that is in addition to what being said uh, that, that I'll share if there was anything like that. Or if, sometimes it's just something that stood out that I'll share. And then we'll be finished. Um, and we won't really have any time for any questions because there's also too many people on these calls. I'll just share a few more things about what Archangel Michael has asked me to do and why he's asked me to use this format. Um, I'm doing the Archangel Michael study groups via Zoom webinars because um, they aren't as many people. They aren't as large groups. Um, there's, those study groups are still open for registration. You can find them on my AnnaJonesOnline.com um, website on the events page. Uh, if you want to go on there and read more about those study groups. But we do um, is on the second Tuesday of every month, we're going to take these messages that that we receive these transmissions that we receive on the 20th of every month, like tonight's, you know, we're going to take tonight's message that we receive. And then on the second Tuesday of next month, we'll be studying it. Um, you'll receive those who sign up for the study group will receive a, um, a written, uh, transcript of tonight's message, word for word, written transcript, um, that, uh, will be, uh, emailed out as a part of that study group. And we'll go deeper into studying it. And if Archangel Michael gives, a practice or if he alludes to something or if he you know um, tells us to do some kind of inner work or something along that line then I'll be using some of that guidance to formulate meditations um, every month too from these messages that I'll be facilitating in the study group so I call it the Archangel Michael study group and meditation circle because we're going to be working with everything that he brings through in a much much deeper way um, and those are all on zoom and that's with a, um, a, a different type of 
webinar style format. But he asked me to do these available by phone because um, because there's there, there's a connection by phone um, that he, he always feels is a is a simple uh, easy connection um, for everyone to make and these uh, these phone conference bridges can also be for larger and larger groups which um, I, I, I foresee uh, happening as time goes on especially around the equinox and the solstice uh, time periods for the the groups to get larger and larger so um, that all that said, let me now start talking about um, the questions. So, one of the questions that I have um, to ask Archangel Michael, and I'm going to start with some of mine first. Um, and actually, this one actually, actually, this one is mine, and it was also submitted by one of the study group participants. So, um, the 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 message, the question has to do with the twentieth and why the twentieth is uh, significant. You know, why he's asked me to do these on the twentieth of every month. Um, I've noticed the numerological um, uh, sequence. How it, you know, today is seven twenty twenty twenty. Next month will be eight twenty 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 nine twenty twenty twenty. Um, so there's that 20, 20, 20 uh, number that's going to be in all of the six-month uh, global transmissions. And I've noticed that the numeral numerological um, sequence has stood out. And one of the participants of the study group also noticed and submitted, you know, what is the significance numerologically um, of the number 2020 and of 20 um, being on the 20th of every month in this year, 2020. And of course, we all <laughs> are experiencing uh, that 2020 is very intense. Um, in fact, a lot of the work that I uh, do as far as outreach and uh, circulating um, things for people to uh, inspire and uh, connect with and as some educational things and even sharing of messages and stuff is, is in even activism work that I do um, and raising awareness etc is through social media uh, many of you probably found me through some of those social media pages and um, on social media uh, I am often seeing things from people in which they're commenting just how 2020 is a year, an extraordinary year, unlike any other that um, that we've experienced, and how it just seems like it's just one thing after another, after another, after another. That is really big, life-changing, world-changing, um, nation-changing, profound uh, experience uh, that we're that we're all personally undergoing, and that that we're um, undergoing as a nation, and we're undergoing as a world. World. So uh, anything in addition to numerological reasons why he might have chosen it, I'd also like to know, is there cosmological reasons? Is there astronomical or astrological reasons? I um, have intuited there's some of that, and I'll share that briefly. Um, and then if there's, uh, you know, other, you know, factors or anything like that, that he wants to share about 2020, even not just the number 20, but about 2020, 2020 as a whole, 2020 as a year, uh, 2020 as a, as a, as a new phase, a new stage in the shift of the ages that we're going through because, um, the angels, uh, and guides and guardians in my life started waking me up in 1987 and on a whole other l level. There's many multiple, um, I would say major uh, turning points for me in my awakening journey 
my spiritual awakening journey and one of the one of them uh i've already told you there was one in my early childhood one when i was 14 i started with the laying out of hands in the youth group and then another one was in 1987 and when i was in my 20s um around the the original um uh global activation that was uh called the harmonic convergence and it was during that time period that they started um revealing to me that there's this great shift happening during our lifetimes uh great uh, transformation that all of us are part and parcel of um, that is uh, happening planetary wide and with all of humanity and pointing me in the direction of understanding much more about um, the uh, what 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 Archangel Michael calls uh, the, the great shift of the ages. Uh, there's been many different um, words and terminologies that he's used, and some of these terminologies have been terminologies that have been used through uh, by by me and the teaching work that I've done, and, and through the channeling work that I've done since the 1990, early 1990s, long before anybody else began to use uh, some of these terminologies. And now these terminologies, uh, even terminologies such as the great awakening, uh, the quickening, etc., are being used much more widely and not always, I want to say, um, uh, I think this is important to say right now, um, not always in the way lately in the, in the, the new interpretations of what those means um, as to the way it has meant for the last, um, let's see, 30 years now uh, for the messages that I've been channeling through. So uh, there's certain ways that the angels have find those terminologies that are not the same way that those terminologies are necessarily being used uh, and defined and described as um, even to this day, uh, especially right now, and as, as the interest in some of these things seem to be exploding, including the terminology of the planetary ascension. There's uh, ways that the angels have defined this, and there's ways that people in our modern day are defining this that are similar, and there's ways in which it's very dramatically different. So just because you hear certain terminologies, it doesn't mean that um, the, the, the way that everybody else is using those terminologies is exactly the same. There could be similarities for sure, uh, and there are definitely some that are out there with, with great resonance and certain, certain and, and commonalities, and there are also um, others out there using the, the phrases and the terminologies that I've been channeling for the last 30 years um, that you know are different in their translations and interpretations of, of def defining what the meanings of those words mean. So um, that said, uh, you may be hearing some of those words because I'm always asking him to um, feel free to always give us updates uh, as to where we are in that great shift of the ages um, that he's also called the, the planetary ascension, um, that he's called uh, the, the quickening, that he's called the enlightenment, uh, that he's called um, the great awakening, so many, so many other terminologies over the last 30 years that he's used for it, uh, any updates that he wants to give us. In fact, it was, it was them pointing me to 2012, um, all those years, so from 1987, um, 1992, another turning point, uh, major turning point for me in which I was really being pointed to the year 2012 as being 
really a, a, a major a new beginning of time, like a, a whole new era of time that would be uh, ending and a whole, a whole old era of time that would be ending and a whole new era of time that would be beginning. Never in my telling was it ever predicted as the end of the world. It was always predicted um, by all of the channeling work that I've done as this um, end of the old time and a beginning of the new time, just like um, the clock is a circle, uh, being able to complete a very large cycle, cycle of time and beginning a new very large cycle of time, a new cycle of 26,000 years, a new cycle of of, of 5,125 years to two cycles of uh, of that beginning is too difficult to explain right now in, in 2012 uh, 26,000 year and a 5,125 year both of those ending and then a new one beginning um, and it was on December 21st 2012 that I channeled a message from Archangel Michael I channeled three that, that winter solstice back to back on the 20th, 21st and 22nd um, at his request and I believe that it was on the 21st it could have been on the 22nd that um, he brought through a message and in that message that he said that uh, as the, um, the the beginning of the new uh, time, the beginning of the new era would begin, it would be like a beginning of a new dawn, and uh, it would be, um, you know, different stages that we would see, like in the early dawn moments, uh, like in the early dawn hours, and that that would play itself out over the years to come. And he said two, uh, three major shifts that were the, the next upcoming major shifts, and this was back in 2012, would be in 2016, so that was one year that there would be a, a, sh a major shift in this new process in this new new journey of this new time and um, 2020 he then listed he said 2020 would be the next major shift in that process and then he listed 2030 as being the the, the next major shift um, in that ongoing process which I thought it really stood out to me and my husband and I were talking about this um, the uh, actually just a day or two ago I think it was yesterday and um, a question came up for both of us as to any further information, not just about 2020 itself, because 2020 is almost half over, but any further information that Archangel Michael wants to give us, even about the, the this time period between 2020 and 2030 that he's talking about. So there were these big shifts that he, that he said we would experience in 2016, that he said we would experience in 2020, and then the next big shift would be 2030. So any further insight that he could give as to this this decade um, would be extremely uh, interesting to me and um, invaluable, I think, for all of us uh, to get further insight as to the nature of this uh, period. And um, then, of course, um, it, as part of that, uh, being able to uh, give us anything that we need to be doing, anything that we need to be working with. Um, you know, it, last time on the summer summer solstice last month, he gave us a process for expanding the heart. Really, I, I, I believe that it can be very much a forgiveness exercise. Um, he gave us a process for seeing others through the eyes of the heart as a practice that we all need to be 
practicing uh, to open our spiritual vision, to open our hearts, and to be able to, um, you know, go f get get the help that we need uh, to make this uh, to, to go through this incredible time of upheaval and um, incredible time of of, of of challenge and difficulty um, in order to uh, you know bring about the highest good uh, that can come about as a result of everything that we're going through, which he always says uh, will always uh, come about. So um, I also would like to ask him if there's any um, updates uh, from from that last message or from some of the messages that he has delivered for the beginning of 2020, actually, because um, as uh, 2020 was approaching last summer, last August, so August of 2019, he started delivering a series of messages. Then it went for um, six months, I believe, in the study groups, because I was doing these monthly messages, but I was doing them in the study groups only. I wasn't doing them as these global transmissions. And so in the Archangel Michael study group last year, there was uh, a series of six messages, a lot of reference to 2020 in them um, and a process of um, working with four steps, um, dream, intend, imagine, and manifest. So dream, intend, imagine, and manifest. Not only, and his, his instructions were clear to not only work with them in preparation for 2020, but very specifically, uh, I even made a, uh, mentioned this in one of my videos on YouTube recently. Um, I forget which one it was. I think it was the one before the, the one about the, the eclipses. But very specifically, he also said throughout 2020 that we didn't need to just work with it as the year went on, but we also needed to work with um, these four things, dream, intend, imagine and manifest all throughout the all throughout the year so i'd like to just also ask him if there's any further update to that is there anything further that he wants us to do with that um because i know that uh part of his instruction on that was that we needed to dream new dreams uh that that there was some very very important teachings that he gave about how we weren't dreaming all the dreams we even needed to be dreaming that we actually needed to be dreaming new dreams and that that would make more sense later as time went on. Um, and so I think now we're starting to see, okay, yeah, we need to be dreaming new dreams. We need to be getting new ideas. We need to be in, engaging the imagination and the creative process and creative problem solving and creative solutions, um, you know, moving forward uh, for, 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 for manifestation and everything that we're trying to uh, manifest and co-create uh, in this world and in our lives. So I'd like to just also ask him and put that out there. There, um, if there's any uh, update to that. And then uh, one of the uh, participants of the study group uh, submitted a question asking about the role of free will and um, the role of uh, free will and the divine will and how the free will and the divine will um, interact together uh, in all of that's playing itself out and all it's doing. So uh, the, the, the free will, uh, what role that plays, the divine will, what role that plays um, in all of this. And then another question 
that got submitted today um, had to do with how to deal with all of the emotions of everything going on um, because it's a very highly charged highly emotional time um, so many people are feeling um, you know emotionally impacted in one way or another uh, by all of the things happening whether it be uh, just the upheavals financially the upheavals with the pandemic the upheavals uh, with 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 the, the social things that are going on in our world and uh, the the big shifts that are needing to happen and transform the shadow the karma the, the shadow clearing that's happening the the karma clearing that's happening all the the karmic return that we're experiencing um, it, just so much right so she the, the 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 basically the person submitting the question was like you know how do we um, you know how do we, what do we do with all of those emotions uh, basically that it that can all be so overwhelming um, it, how do we keep from being overwhelmed and still stay in the heart uh, how, how can we you know basically uh, stay connected in our heart keep the heart open um, and be going through all of this because it's also very taxing um, not just the, the immune system uh, being uh, something that we want to pay attention attention to right now and keeping uh, strong, but also our nervous systems, uh, what impact uh, the uh, global unrest and the upheavals uh, that we're experiencing um, are, are, are having on the nervous system. Uh, so that was uh, being um, part of that question as well. So putting all of this out. So I know he's listening. I know that he is hearing everything that I'm asking. These are all the questions that I'm putting out. He could decide to answer them all, or he could decide to go his own completely different route. In fact, I uh, usually uh, meditate beforehand. I did do some meditation this morning uh, when I first woke up and um, asked him if there's anything that he wanted me to ask that uh, he wanted to talk about. And that'll bring me to the last question because um, I won't really have time to bring any more in here. Uh, but, um, the last question that I would put out is one that, you know, the answer that I got back, the clear audience message that I got back is that we're not listening to each other. That was the message that he said. He said, you're not listening to each other. And I said, well, that's an interesting subject. <laughs> um, and, uh, so he wanted me to ask about that. In what ways are we not listening to each other? What is his message about that? Does he want to say more to us, um, about that? And how can we, um, if we're not not uh, listening to each other how can we listen more to each other so that's uh, that's what he uh, wanted me to ask him about when I was meditating this morning I think that's all the questions that I had and then that and that I wanted to cover of the ones that got submitted um, so I think that's it. I think we're ready to begin to transition now. I think I explained everything we needed to do with the process. Let me just think if there was anything else. Hmm. I think that was it. And of course, I always put into the prayer anything that he feels is for our highest good, right? So we're just giving him that permission to speak about anything that he feels is for our highest good. All right, so let's get ourselves ready. I think that's everything. Let me just make sure the recordings are running. A lot more people have logged on. Good. And um, 
So if you want to just get yourselves comfortable, someplace where you're going to relax. Now this does go deep, so if you're tired, you might not want to be lying down. You might want to sit up for this. Let me just get a drink of water here. I'm trying to just get a drink of water after all that talking. While you guys are all getting yourselves comfortable. All right, let's see what he has to share with us all and activate within us all. So we're now making ourselves comfortable, getting into our good, relaxed, meditative pose and posture. And let's begin by closing our eyes and taking some long, slow, deep breaths. So now we'll begin with a praising. I'll begin the praise chant and ask you to please join in with me, either silently or out loud. You're all muted, so no one's going to hear you. Micaiah. I don't know, Elohim. 
of love in our hearts. Uh, the praise is meant to connect us to. Now we're going to go into the asking as I guide us forward. Please continue to participate along with me. So next I want us to, in whatever way feels right to each of you individually, to have all of us silently call upon the presence of divine love and the presence of divine light. As for that divine light and that divine love to connect us all and unite us all in a circle of light and a circle of love, no matter where we are, all around the world, all around the nation, and ask for that divine love and that divine light to also protect us individually, collectively as a group, and to protect us collectively, the family of humanity, the family of Earth, to protect all of us and encircle us and in protection and connection through divine love and divine light. And then uh, we're going to continue with the asking and I want you now to silently join me. This time in whatever way feels right to you to call upon Archangel Michael by name personally. Ask for him to be fully present with you today and with all of us today. Ask for him to be fully present in this circle of love and light that we've created around the world energetically and fully present on the earth for this light activation and energy transmission. 
for any energy and light that he wants to be transmitted to all of us and to the planet at this time to come through at this time. Ask him also to hear the questions and all the things that I verbalized here today from myself and from others to hear these things and to give us any guidance and insight through this transmission as the energy is transmitting any message of wisdom that he can impart for us. Ask him to deliver that to us today, the words we can hear and words we can understand. And then silently, let's all give him permission to speak freely about anything that he feels is for our highest good to know right now. And then we're going to move from the asking into the thanking. And so let's begin to offer some gratitude prayers. First, let's start with Archangel Michael and thank him for the role that he plays in our world as protector, as guardian, as a teacher, as a healer, and all the multifaceted roles that he's played for millennia on the earth. For the love and the protection that he gives to each one of us individually and all the ways that he helps us known and unknown to us and collectively known and unknown to us. Let's just offer our thanks and gratitude. And then the next prayer of gratitude is gonna be a direct pair of gratitude directly to the divine sending out just gratitude for life and for the blessing of life and for all the ways we are blessed in this life right now giving thanks to God giving thanks to the divine for our collective blessings and for our personal blessings let's just take a moment to send out those gratitude prayers And now we're finished with the thanking and we're gonna move now into the receiving. And so for the receiving, I want you to just deepen your breathing, let yourselves relax even more now, relaxing into a quiet meditative listening state where I want you to just all remain in silence and in that meditative state throughout the message transmission in order to receive the full energy transmission coming through. I'm going to go deeper now into my silent meditation, into the meditative trance state, until the next words will be my voice, but it will be the message from Michael coming through.
I hear your questions. I hear your concerns. I hear all that you are asking and bringing forth at this time. And so much more. I hear what is in your thoughts, what is on your heart. I hear the cries of sorrow. I hear the laughter of joy. I hear your worries and your anxieties. I, the Archangel Michael, and all of the other angels, guides, and guardians serving humanity and serving each of you at this time, hear you. Hear all that we have been given the ability to hear, asked from on high to listen. Not just to observe, but to listen. Not just to do, not just to act, not just to help, not just to serve, but to listen. And so, yes, I have asked for this to be my theme for this message today. And this message is a message about listening. On the winter solstice, a few weeks ago, I wrote and I spoke and I brought through very specific insights as to how to see through the eyes of the heart and the need that there is in the world to see everything that is happening and everyone not just with your eyes, but with your heart. And so I continue in now a series of messages that is meant to expand upon that and continue to evolve your understanding of that and take you further and guide you through these uncharted waters, these uncharted places and experiences and unprecedented times that you are living in. And the major transformations and healing that is transpiring. But in addition to seeing each other through the eyes of the heart. You all 
need to practice, practice, practice listening to each other, deeply listening to each other, and listening with the heart and through your heart. And as a reminder, as I spoke of at the time of the summer solstice, when I am using the word heart, I am not referring to your emotional center only. It is an emotional center, yes. But I am referring to the heart of your heart, your soul, your spirit, the deepest core and sacred core of who you are that resides in the heart and the divine presence, the divine spirit that also resides there. I'm referring to the most sacred aspect of your heart when I use the words heart. Listen with feeling, yes. Listen with empathy, yes. Listen with compassion. Listen. Listen with love. Because it is when you listen with compassion and you listen with love. And you listen with your heart and not just your ears. And not just your ego and not just your mind. that you will find the answers that you seek. You'll find the reconciliation of opposites that you seek and that you need. And the force and the power that heals all things, which is the power of love. So I ask you, dear ones, even in listening to this message, in everything that I am saying to you today, to practice listening to it with your heart, because the energy activations that I'm sending to the earth and the energy light activations that I'm sending to each one of you are heart chakra, heart activations, heart healing, heart opening activations. I've been working on this for some time with humanity and it becomes increasingly more important as time goes on. Staying present in your heart, I do understand how so many of you are having difficulties doing so because it is such a powerful emotional center. It is the most sensitive and the most powerful out of all of your energy centers for feeling the depth of your emotions. Emotions can be felt and can be energetically impacted in all of the energy centers of your anatomy, of your spirit, of your energy body. 
that the heart chakra is the most sensitive. And because it is the most sensitive of your emotional centers, and your emotions can be so strong and so powerful, it is difficult for many of you to allow things to go beyond it, go beyond, allow energies, allow words, allow communication, connection, to go beyond the feeling function of your heart, to go beyond all that is emotionally there and to connect deeper into compassion, deeper into to love, into spirit. Because when you're connecting deeper into compassion, deeper into love, you're connecting into spirit, you're connecting into your soul and you're connecting to the Divine Spirit, the source of all souls, when you go deeper and deeper. And practicing listening with love takes you into that sacred innermost space, listening with compassion, listening with your heart. And it takes practice. It is going to take practice. because there are so few doing it right now. The vast majority of you and humankind on the planet at this time, you are speaking, you are talking in verbal word, in written word, But a lot of the times you're talking at each other, talking to each other. There's a lot of talking, talking, talking going on, more of a sharing of ideas and opinions than ever before. And even a confusing of ideas and opinions, thinking that ideas and opinions and beliefs are all objective, but they're not. They're subjective. There's subjective truth and there's objective truth. Both are important, but it is very important to have discernment of the difference between the two and to not lose that discernment with all of the talking that is going on. Sharing of your thoughts, sharing of your ideas, sharing of your opinions, talking, speaking, out loud, in writing, in your digital formats of communication, all of these are important steps for moving you in the direction of your empowerment that you're all meant to go in because 
for too long. There weren't enough avenues of expression. And so expression is not something that in any way, shape or form, I'm saying doesn't need, isn't needed or doesn't need to take place. I'm not saying stop expressing oneself. I'm not saying stop expressing anything that you feel the need to express. In fact, in some ways, maybe some of you still need to express more. But communication is what I am talking about here today. Within the, the word communication is the word commune. The same root as in the word communion. True, deep, meaningful, powerful and transformative communication happens through communing. And when there is communion that is taking place, so there is lots of expression. And more sharing of that expression than ever before. But there needs to be far more communication. If you want to know what's going to help you, each and every one of you, right now, with all of the things going on in your lives, with all of the influences of the things happening in the world that's impacting your lives. Practice deepening communication. Improving communication. Which means communing and communion. And so how do you commune? How do you reach communion if there's no listening? If there's talking and speaking and speaking to each other and speaking at each other, hearing is not the same as listening. I want this to be very clear. Because yes, there's expression and there's lots of speaking to each other and at each other. And you are hearing a great deal. You are hearing so much that yes, so much of what you hear is very overstimulating to your nervous systems. But are you listening? And from what we can tell in the angelic realm, there's so many instances in which you're not. And there gets to be a point where the nervous system is so stimulated and so revved up into a fight or flight mode, which is so common for your autonomic nervous systems to get into, that these become your responses. 
and the level of fighting in the world increases. In those whose nervous system is responding in fight mode. And then there's the flight mode and the number of people who are disconnecting. Not in a good way. Armoring, guarding, shielding, disconnecting is never a helpful thing or a healthful thing. Disconnection is the flight mode of fight or flight when the nervous system is overly stimulated. And some of you fluctuate back and forth. As the nervous system is overstimulated, fluctuating back and forth from fight to flight and back and forth and back and forth. And all the subtle ways that that can happen too, because it may be dramatic for some of you and it may be very subtle in others of you. And there may be completely unconscious ways in which it's happening as well. But I can tell you that when you're hearing, 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 when you're hearing so many things and so many painful and distressing things as is so much of what you see happening in the world around you as there is great sorrow, sadness, so many people that are experiencing despair, fear, anxiety, amped up. And love doesn't mean ignoring all of those and love doesn't mean judging or condemning anyone who is experiencing any of those or labeling each other or any of those things that do not allow for communication to take place. There needs to be deeper listening. Listening with your heart, not just your ears, and not just your minds, and not just your ego, and not just your interpretation of what your minds are telling you to interpret everything that you hear as being. You all are filtering and interpreting everything that you're taking in through your senses all the time. And those interpretations are not always accurate. You know this. Even your intuition. In order to get clearer and clearer on the intuitive guidance that you need moving forward, because yes, all of you very much need to be not only receiving greater guidance from leadership, but also greater guidance from the leader within your own heart, the presence of the Holy Spirit, the Divine Spirit that resides within you, that communicates within you, expresses itself within you, guides you, directs you through the knowing of your intuition, through the voice of your intuition, through the still small voice that speaks within, and hearing, listening, 
to that still small voice also is the act of listening with the heart. So not just listening to others, not just listening to all that is happening in the world around you, but listening to that still small voice that speaks from within your heart. It's not my voice, it's not your voice, it's not the voice of the ego, it's not the voice of all of the other many, many multitudes of voices that are in your mind. Because you all have so many different voices that repeat themselves in the thought loops of your mind. The voices of society, the voices of conditioning, the voices of teachers, the voices of parents, the voices of friends, the voices of family and loved ones, the voices of so many opinions and there are more than enough opinions. Opinions and more opinions aren't what's needed. Express them and express what is needed as it is needed. But remember always that expression is not communication unless there is also listening. And hearing is one thing. But are you listening? Are you listening to each other? Are you listening to the still small voice within your heart? And you may think that you are. And there are many times that you are, and there are many times that you are not. But even those who think that they are, even those that feel confident that they are, there's still further depths to go. All opposites are reconciled. in love and through love and through loving communication. Peaceful communication, loving communication. And so going deeper into listening with your heart also means going deeper into listening into the silence, into the stillness, which is a place that so many of you are afraid to go. There are many fears right now. I have said for a few years now how fear continues to amplify and reach some of the highest levels that it has ever been. And right now, fear continues to reach the highest levels it has ever been. 
but that doesn't mean that it cannot be transmuted. You are not meant to have everything break down. You are meant to break through all that is happening ultimately, no matter what it is. It's meant to help you break through. This year is a breakthrough. I have also said this before, and I will remind all of you who have heard it again. The highest good will come about. It will bring about breakthroughs, important, significant breakthroughs. But that doesn't mean that there won't be the appearances of and the semblance of and some of the manifestation of certain things breaking down so that those breakthroughs can happen. But when it comes to breaking through in the most profound ways, you must break through into listening and breaking through your fears of going into that stillness, of going into the silence of the stillness within you. Going deep, deep within. I can honestly say that of all of the fears that I know and see and recognize and hear and watch and witness and help and assist with so many of you with. But the biggest and greatest one that I see right now is this fear that so, so many of you have of going deep within, of going in and touching that still point of the heart. That zero point of the mind and the heart where they connect. I call it a still point, I call it a zero point, whatever terminology you'd like to describe. Feel free to use your own terminology, but it is still a very real experience and a very real place and experience to tap into within the core of your being. And it is from that still point, it is from that zero point that the still small voice speaks. It is not absolute nothingness, it is the connection to infinity, to all that is. It's not that you will come in touch with a great void, you will come in touch with all that is. You will not just be empty, you will be filled. Yes, you need to empty in order to get to there. In order to get to that place, you need to empty, empty, empty. Right 
releasing thoughts, releasing worries, releasing anxieties, releasing frustration, releasing anger, releasing irritation and irritability, releasing all of the emotions that have to be released in order to go through the emotional center of the heart and to penetrate deeper. To penetrate deeper into that still point, the zero point where the mind and the heart reach their highest capabilities, their highest of all that you are humanly capable of. It's like a vast portal. Because once you are emptied and you reach that portal that is the still point and the zero point, you are filled. You are filled. with the union and the oneness that you are part and parcel of and that you can never be divided from. You are filled with the bliss that is the infinite joy that cannot be taken away by anyone or anything and that is not given to you by anything physical or chemical or external outside of yourself, but it is the bliss that is the infinite well of the bliss of your true nature. You are filled with the wisdom and the peace that is not based on anything external, that does not come from outside yourself, but this deep wellspring portal is able to fill you with in a way that nothing and no one can ever take away or deplete or diminish from within you. This is what you seek. All of you. What you seek externally. And you cannot find the kind of bliss, joy, happiness, peace, protection, safety, security, abundance that is infinite and unending anywhere outside yourselves. And you cannot fight each other in order to get that. And you cannot fight psychic battles and psychic warfare with each other, which many light workers have taken to engage themselves in. And it is, it is not the work of the light worker or warrior to do such things. The work of the light warriors and the light workers is the path of the heart. Is the way of love. This does not mean that you do not lovingly and compassionately call out the shadow into the light as that is absolutely important that the shadow be brought out into the light. But there are so many doing so much more than that. The way of the heart, the path of the heart, what you seek, 
And when each of you are able to connect there, draw from there, listen there, be filled from there, from that portal of that still point and zero point in your heart, of all that is infinitely there to fill you. Then you can connect from there and communicate from there and live from there more and more. And you can create and co-create with each other. A whole other experience than what you're experiencing now. Not that something or someone else is going to create for you. Any good, true, honest, faithful, loyal, compassionate, empathetic leaders and leadership amongst you, and many of you are those kind of leaders, and you also must rise to that. But you co-create it with each other from the inside out. You co-create with the free will that you have been given and the true will of your soul from the inside out. You do not create this reality, you co-create within it. The true will is the true will of your soul, the true will in your heart. There is true will and there is free will. The free will you often think of and you describe as your mind and your mind has the ability to make up its own choices and its own decisions and yes, the free will of the mind can choose not to listen to the true will of your heart. And it makes me want to weep. Weep for humanity. When the true will of your mind does not listen to the true will in your heart. as I have so much love for all of you, compassion for all of you. The highest use of your free will is to serve the divine will and the true will of your soul. This has always been it will always be throughout all time and throughout all of creation. So listen, dear ones. Listen. Listen with your hearts. And align the free will of your mind with the true will of your soul. 
and choose with your free will to serve the divine will. Even when you don't know what that is. Even when you must humbly admit that you need the divine will to still be revealed. Because it was the divine will performing an act of love, giving you the power of co-creation through your free will and your divine, your true will in the first place. So that love can be free, so that love can be what love is, because without will, there is no love. There has to be will in order for love to be real. But this doesn't mean that you use your will separately from everything and everything and everyone else. Or that the choices you make with your will doesn't impact everything and everyone else because it does. It truly, truly does. Every choice you make, every decision you make, it impacts everyone else. And there is nothing more clear being revealed to you externally in the world around you than this. Of how every choice, every act of will ripples through the energy fields of your collective, your collective humanity, your collective energy, your collective oneness. Because you don't create, you don't exist autonomously from each other. You are individual, yes, but you are indivisible. You are not the same, but you are one with each other. And that oneness is protected from on high, the same divine will that gave you will in the first place and that created all of the universal laws that you are co-creating within. You cannot coexist outside of the universal laws. You do not exist outside of the universe. You do not exist thus outside of the universal laws. Everything that you create and co-create with your will and your imagination and all that you have the ability to dream and imagine with your creative powers and intend through your will, which are your creative powers. They all manifest, but they manifest in various degrees at various times in various different ways. within the universal laws that no one else is in charge of, no one else is in control over other than the will of God. Other than the creator of all that is, of all beings, of all life, everywhere and all planes and all dimensions and all worlds and all realms and all universes. Those universal laws 
are there to protect you all, to guide you all, to oversee and assure that the highest good comes about always for all beings. And they are real. And you can ignore them if you want, but you still aren't able to create or co-create outside of them. And you can try to say that someone else is controlling those laws or that you can control them or that you have the free will to break them, but you do not. Unlike your man-made laws where you do have the free will to break them, the universal laws exist in an entirely different way. You do have the ability to master working with them, co-creating within them, to become masters of co-creation within the universal laws and with the universal laws. But you don't have the abilities to rewrite them. And no one can circumvent them or take over them. No one is more powerful. Not one, not all. Than the divine source of all that is. who loves you so much that all of this is created in the first place and that everything can be a lesson, an opportunity for an expansion of love. All of it, everything you're experiencing here in this human life, in this human experience, is an opportunity, not just to expand your awareness, yes, not just to expand your consciousness, yes, but why do you want to expand awareness? Why do you want to expand consciousness? What's the motivator? What's the thing that motivates you more than anything else motivates you? More than fear motivates you more than anything else. Love. So in love and for the sake of love, for the cause of love, I deliver this message today. For all who have the ears to hear, and for all who will listen with their hearts. Spoken and delivered.
from my heart to yours. That's the end of the message. Let's just take a moment to say a silent prayer of thankfulness for the Archangel Michael for this message today. And then we're going to complete the process by just Adonai Elohim praise here at the end. Just join me in completing it, bringing it full circle back to the praise. Adonai Elohim, Adonai Elohim. Adonai Elohim, Adonai Elohim. And then we slowly bring ourselves about the message and all the meditation. I'm having one of those experiences where I'm feeling it very difficult to talk after this message. This happens sometimes, but this is very, very, very profound for me. I, my whole body is vibrating. <clears throat> Tears have been running down my eyes for several minutes now. And this is one of the most, if not the most emotional message I have ever heard the Archangel Michael give in all the years I've been channeling him. So it's my intention to really listen to what he's guiding us and asking us to do. And in my experience, when you have an archangel, like on the level of Archangel Michael pleading with us, literally putting forth such a sincere emotional plea, um, that's eye-opening, heart-opening in and of itself, and uh, really something to pay attention to. So I'm planning on doing so. There was not a lot of visuals that I received with this message. Instead, there's just this incredible energy that is just pulsing and still pulsing through me, uh, pulsing through my heart, uh, pulsing through my whole body. It feels like it's pulsing through my nervous system, actually. I think there's a, 
a nervous system um, calming, um, but also just, you know, some kind of healing, maybe energy that's pulsing through. And it's not an uncomfortable, it's not a bad feeling. It's just a strong feeling of that. And I do believe that he was doing some healing work on not just my nervous system, but on all the nervous system. And that what he's talking about, when he gets into describing that still point, I mean, he's literally trying to take us there, like in the words. Like I, This is the other thing that stood out to me, is like how he was saying this, the, 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 the rhythm in which he's saying it, the pace. It's like he's not just trying to describe it to us. He's actually trying to take us there. And I am so grateful for these experiences because I had another experience of being taken there and experiencing that that still point in the heart, that, that, that still point in the mind and heart that he's described to me and to other messages before. Um, because sometimes these also, these things sometimes get described in some of the private um, readings that I do, the angel and spirit guide readings that I offer. But um, yeah, so it just was a whole other experience of it for me. And I was just very, very touched by it. I just feel very touched and moved and I'm so grateful and so thankful feeling so much gratitude and release uh, differently also felt that there was a lot of uh, releasing and clearing that was going on so i'm not sure if all of you were feeling some of that um, but if you weren't that doesn't mean it's not um, happening so i'm going to wrap up now um, a couple of quick announcements we'll be back uh, i'll be back offering the next transmission in this series uh, I, I, oh, I do know something, actually. Um, when he started talking about uh, listening and how he was speaking about seeing through the eyes of the heart last time, uh, I just got the sense and the intuitive knowing that came to me at that time that he's going to continue on a theme, so it wouldn't surprise me if... Um, last one was about seeing through the heart. This one's listening through the heart. If then we don't have something about, you know, feeling, uh, you know, some of the other ways that we can experience uh, things. I, I just have this sense about that. That was an intuition that came to me during the time that he was speaking about the last message and how it led, led to this message. Um, so what I'm going to ask Jeff to do is, um, because it seems like that last message is also really important, I'm going to ask Jeff also to, um, to podcast, actually, that solstice message as well. So I'm going to send out that podcast to everybody since it seems like it's important to have both and to listen to both. And three to five days for getting this one up, um, and you don't need to register for the series again. Just a few more, a few more things that I can try to think of here as far as announcements. Uh, you will be sent an email right before just to remind you of the call-in information. And um, there's also a donation link if you value this work and the, the costs that go into it, because there is uh, costs on my end and costs, on Jeff, you know, with things that have to be done on Jeff's end. Um, and there's also a donation link on the page where you went on the event page for this. And that, that event page will be up for the whole six months. If you feel like making any donations, contributions for the ministry with work with the angels, uh, that would be greatly appreciated. And while you're on the website at AnnaJonesOnline.com, you can also take a look there 
at um, any of the services that I have to offer and the online scheduling system is on there as well. All right, everybody, I'm going to stop the recordings and just